with your hosts, Mr. Gray and Philly V. Hey, like Javi said there, my name is Mr. Gray. This is Philly V. Welcome to the B-Side Boys podcast. Phil, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm really excited for our very first podcast. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And yeah, it's it's going to be exciting. I think we're going to have a lot of good topics to talk about today. Yeah, so basically you might be thinking, what are these guys up to? The Wombats, like... We're, we're always up to something. We're always scheming. We're always trying to grow rugby. We're looking for new avenues to share our message, grow the game. Phil called me up a week ago, and he's just like, hey, man, we had that Major League Rugby podcast on YouTube a year ago. Let's bring it back. Phil, what were you thinking? Well, I don't know. I mean, I listened to your podcast that you had a few weeks back that was posted, and it was pretty entertaining, and it was just really cool to listen to you talk about, like, our team and, like, your Shout experiences. Out, Onward Rugby. Onward Rugby, yeah. That was... Late to the breakdown. Yeah. Adam Hughes. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I was just sitting in my car, and I was just thinking, listening to it, and I was just thinking, like, why don't we just do this? Why don't we do a little podcast and just have some people on and stuff and talk rugby and all their fun shit and just kind of, you know, do our own thing. Yeah, surprisingly, that's the one thing I think we've always had in common. If you've ever been on the phone with me, I could talk about rugby for hours. I've wasted many of your afternoons uh, talking rugby. And the one thing we noticed when we did that MLR podcast, you know, our whole point was we're going to grow the game. We're going to talk about Major League Rugby. We're going to get people excited. We recorded. We had seven people on every single episode. People are talking over each other. It was through Zoom because of coronavirus. COVID, you know, it, it was just a jumbled mess. And we looked at the analytics, we looked at the data, and nobody cared anything about what we said when it came to breaking down games, previewing games, you know, the Houston Sabercats versus the Seattle Seawolves. No one cared. People skipped over it. You know what the most important part was? The part people cared about, Phil? The interviews. The interviews. Mm -hmm. Every single time. Like, if we looked at... You know, we had Megan Flanagan, coach of the UNI women's team, Tyler Daly, the coach of the Iowa Hawkeyes college rugby team. Uh, we had John Cullen, former MLR player, now the coach of Des Moines rugby. Those were the parts of the episode you can look on YouTube and you would see like, oh, people fast forward through your predictions. People fast forward <laughs> through your challenge. People stayed and listened to the interview. So that's what this is going to be. We're going to interview people from all over the state, maybe out of state. We're going to have some fun. Hopefully it's a good time. It'll be a conversational, easy listen. It's not that Phil just loves to see himself and wants to hear himself talk. We do have some sponsors. We're hoping we raise a little money for the Wombats as well. Having fun talking about rugby, raising exposure, bring a little money in. Hey, if you want to throw some money at the Venmo, at WDM-Wombats, you know, <laughs> yeah, don't, no pressure if you want, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. But yeah, so when you think back to that YouTube podcast, Phil, why do you think, you know, we ran out of steam there after like eight or nine episodes? What what are we going to do different this time to make it work? Well, obviously just having a lot of people on all at once and trying to like talk. And yeah, granted, we didn't really know a whole lot about MLR rugby. Most of our prediction picks were literally based on either because John played for Utah Warriors or because Paul Emmerich was the coach of the Houston Sabercats. Otherwise, and then everybody would just pick LA Guiltinis every week. But otherwise, nobody knew anything about MLR. Which, to be but, fair, they won the championship, they so yeah. we're all super smart. Yeah, of I course. mean, obviously. <laughs> and I think combined between all seven of us who were involved, mm -hmm. um, we could name a total of 12 Major League Rugby players. And, and Nico was able to name most of those. 
yeah, yeah. Nico played with all of them. He was friends with all of them. Yeah. So that was kind of a bust. But here, you know, our first guest is going to be the most recent graduate of Iowa Central Community College. Our producer, editor, tech extraordinaire, Javier Sanchez. We'll have him on later in the show. Uh, interview him. Super excited to have him on with the Wombats. He's going to be huge. For us, last Friday was the Iowa State High School Boys Rugby uh, Class 1A, Class 2A State Championship Tournament. We went to the 2A location. We actually hosted uh, at Tiger Field Valley High School. We hosted the 2A tournament, and we actually did a live stream. We're excited. We're going to bring Javier in to produce better content. I feel like we did all right. Yeah. I mean, just kind of winging it off the bat, you know? like 100%. I, yeah. Casey Hansen said earlier uh, the night before, hey, is anyone going to live stream it? And I was like, ah, we could. We'll be in the press box. Yeah. <laughs> Give it a go. Uh, but now we got Javier. Uh, he's going to hopefully this fall, a little spoiler, Valley Girls Rugby are back. We are going to stream their home tournaments. Hopefully we get the state tournament bid. And we will put graphics on the screen so then people like Jesus Ramirez won't say, score, how much time left? You'll see it on the screen. Javi's looking at me like, really, you're making me do this? Like, we didn't really approve this, but uh, it's on camera. It's recorded. You're doing it. Uh, so girls' state tournament, hopefully we will produce something really special there and something that they get to keep. And that way, too, I don't have to hold the camera and try to talk at the same time. Man, by the, the final match, I got really twisted and turned hey, around there. At least you figured out how to set the uh, tripod up a little bit better. Thank you, Josie. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, and with that being said, let's talk about the high school mm. boys tournament. Uh, what, what are your initial thoughts? Waverly Shellrock, the Class 2A champion. Yeah. And then I looked, uh, Columbus, or uh, Waterloo Columbus, Columbus yeah. Catholic, they were the 1A champion yeah. over Bondurant. That was a nail-biter, too, in that one, apparently. Yeah, so... Yeah. Initial knee-jerk reaction, what'd you think? Uh, it was literally one of the best, you know, state tournaments I've ever been able to attend. I mean, I've been to... How many have you been to? I want to say... Two? No, more than that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. DeAndre's going to probably be like, oh, you never came to any regular season matches. You never and, came to watch me. <laughs> it's true, I didn't. Yeah, no, no, you didn't help us at all. No, no, no go ahead, keep going. But no, that was the whole tournament was just a nail biter. Every match was just extremely close. Like you couldn't ask for any better, like, you know, championship match, third place match, fifth place match. They were all just amazing. Like every single one came down to like just a few points. It was crazy. Yeah. You know, I think sitting up there and watching and watching this league grow for the last over 10 years now, you know, the level of play has yeah. increased so much. And these kids are going to be ready. My biggest thing, high school kids, seniors, keep playing. Whether you go to college, whether you play for a men's team, keep playing rugby because you're all able to do it. Phil and I both started playing rugby in college, didn't know a single thing, didn't even know how to hold a ball. And you got kids out there doing pop kicks. You got kids hitting yeah. switches. You got kids doing a slide defense with a fullback in sevens. Like They're doing things that it took me my junior year in college to mm -hmm. figure out. Uh, at 16 years old, they're they're already doing it. So the Waverly Shell Rock in the semifinal, they beat Southeast Polk 10 to 7. And then in the final, they beat Ankeny. And that was last second go ahead try there at the end, too. That was 21 to 17. Yeah. Like they were all nail biters. Yeah. It wasn't like in years past. There's been some years Southeast Polk had that huge stretch of dominance where they were just blowing people out. And people are catching up. People, yeah. communities, parents, families, mm -hmm. they're they're getting involved. They're getting their kids' exposure to it. And it's exciting to see because the Wombats were literally built on, hey, there's a bunch of high school kids. Mm -hmm. 
that are just sitting around. Yeah. Let's get them to play. And that gets me excited for our future because uh, at least a couple of those kids someday will wear mm-hmm. this bad boy, this Wombats jersey. So isn't it wild to think too, like a few years ago, they didn't even do kicks though in high school rugby. Yeah, no, yeah. no uh, conversion kicks, yeah. no lineouts, yeah. and now we got kids doing running spaghetti that yeah. that throw <laughs> to the front lifter, uh, the big man running. And that's the thing too. There was kids out there that like they're playing sevens and they look like fifteens kind of guys, and yeah. they're gonna play prop and lock yeah. in fifteens, but they're out there for fourteen minutes just grinding. And I'm like, uh, I'd be out there thirty seconds. Um, see, ya. well, I just think their ball skills and stuff like that too, like coming into fifteens, you know, like because most of the time when you get guys that are you know just learning how to play rugby in college and stuff, they were you know offensive defensive linemen in high school football and stuff. They never really got to touch the ball, so they don't really get the ball handling skills so yeah. much. But now with these guys with sevens and stuff, like they're gonna be able to know how to pass and kick and do all this stuff you know well and you see it like university of northern iowa this last year they go to the d2 nationals the only non-varsity team to make final four and i i read somewhere there was 11 freshmen in that lineup yeah they only graduated four seniors and they they all had experience and those seniors pretty sure all the seniors i'm pretty sure all of them if not three of them they all played in high school yeah and like all 11 of those freshmen they all had high school experience that experience there is helping everybody get better. So, yeah. um, you know, men's players coach, then the kids go to college, the kids come back and play for the men's team, and it's a cycle. Yeah. I, I really do feel like we're on to something. And that, and that also gets back to our mission of why does this podcast exist? Why does there be another thing for us to talk about rugby? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of cool stuff happening in the Iowa Rugby Union. High school, college, senior side, select side, mm-hmm. men's, women's. There's a lot of great things happening. We want to shout them out. We want to tell people what's happening in Iowa. We want to see people in Iowa go to the next level. We think there's something really special here. So this isn't for us to just make our heads big and be like, oh, look at us. No, we we want to hear these stories because there's a lot of cool things happening, not only in Division Three men's rugby, but high school rugby. If you were in, um, where was 1A? Was that a, up in your neck of the woods? Yeah, that was in Cresco, Iowa. Up in Cresco. Yeah. If you were at Cresco or if you were at Tiger Field at Valley High School in West Des Moines, the future is bright for high school or for mm-hmm. all rugby in Iowa. There's just there's so much talent out there. Yeah. So really exciting stuff. And that leads me into my next thing. The World Cup I is know. coming to the United uh. States in 2031 for the men, 2033 for the women. I remember waking up at like 530 in the morning, check my phone. Sitting on the toilet. Hey, we got the World <laughs> Cup coming to the USA. That's pretty cool. Better retweet that. Huge. Massive. I put a tweet out there from the Wombats account that was like, hey, how excited are you? Basically, I was talking to some people from other countries asking like, oh, what's what's the vibe? What are people feeling? I don't know if it's just me, but it seems like the rugby community is really excited. Yeah. Way excited. Yeah. The average sports fan, you know, guys watching football, baseball, they don't really check out things on the outside. The degenerate gamblers will probably be excited about it. You know, never know. <laughs> there, there's not a lot of talk. There's not a lot of talk. It didn't really move the needle for people outside of the rugby community. So I think that's another thing, too. Let's get people interested in rugby. Let's get high school rugby to be a thing people care about. Make college rugby a thing people care about. World rugby. Make that a thing people care about. Yeah, it's a long time, too. I mean, nine years is a lot of time to try to really build up the hype and get people excited for it, you know, especially if they're not really too familiar with rugby. So that's pretty helpful, yeah. That gives me that gives me an idea. Nine years. Mm-hmm. We have nine years. We could prep for our – we could make our official USA debut. <laughs> We have nine years. I'll only be 41 years old. I'll be I can like make 38. Yeah, yeah dude. I could, still, I could be almost my prime, like a Joe Randall. 
Yeah, <laughs> dude, that's let's hit our peak. We'll be peaking right at the top of that. We have nine years to make it to the USA Eagle roster. <laughs> I think we can do it. But enough about us. Like we said, the main thing we want to do with this podcast is let's get to know people who make Iowa rugby happen. Our very first guest, our producer, I'm super excited to have him on, Javier Sanchez. He graduated from Valley High School. Bill, repping it with the hat. Yep. He went on to Iowa Central Community College. He just graduated recently. Uh, we're super excited to have him as our first guest. He's really excited to do this as well. He was a big reason why we, Phil and I wouldn't do this on our own. We wouldn't have the ability to do this. So we're extremely excited to talk to Javi, talk to him about, hey, what was it like in high school? How'd you get involved in rugby? What was it like in college playing for Brent Nelson, Iowa Central Community College? Huge in the college rugby landscape. They're shaking it up being a two-year school, trying to compete for national titles and winning them and pissing a lot of people off they in the been, This shakeup's been going on for years. Javi <laughs> yeah. was there for all of it. He yeah. sat behind the camera for a lot of big matches, and now he's graduated. He is officially a West Des Moines Wombat for life. Um, <laughs> we're going to do a Blood Brothers thing here now. <laughs> <laughs> and we lost Javi. Javi has left the studio. No, we're super excited. So this is what it's all about. Our first interview ever. Let's take it away. Interview time. Go. Here we are at the interview portion of our show, the main portion of our show. And before we start the interview with Javier Sanchez, can I just call you Javi? Yeah. Because that's, that's what it. we do. Literally. So first of all, like we said, we're not just doing this to do this. Uh, we would like to thank our sponsors. Uh, the first one, Pally's Bar and Grill in Clive, Iowa. You'll find us there every single Wednesday, Wednesday after practice. Most Saturdays. Most Saturdays. They're the Jersey sponsor. And so because of sponsors like them, they, they have great service, great food, great atmosphere, great drinks. They're always cold. Top 10 burger in the state of Iowa. Number we, one in our hearts. Number one in our hearts. Like, I, I think it was rigged. Um, <laughs> We don't owe the Iowa Beef Council anything. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Pally's Bar and Grill, find them in Clive. Thank you for the support. They've been our number one sponsor uh, from day one, and they allow us to do the things that we love to do. So get on out there. Try their tenderloin. They are competing for the best tenderloin in the state. They don't have the classic dried out big tenderloin patty. No, theirs has flavor. Theirs has some juice to it. It's got some Swiss cheese on it. It's a different take on a classic. Uh, I put it better than the rest. Uh, Phil, what's your go-to order when you go to Pally's? Oh, I love that new Sriracha burger. I've been getting that a lot lately. I like blue cheese. It's got spicy cheese curds on it. It's just very unique, different style of burger. It's, oh, it's delicious, but you can't honestly go wrong with anything on the menu. I say that every time where it's like, I will always walk in, it's like, Raven, what do I want? And just looking at it, it's like, I've literally tried the majority of the things on here, and I like every single one of them, so. I actually like their uh, French toast burger. That was that the one's first, good, too. That, that was the first burger I ever had at Pally's, and it was pretty good. The egg in there, you got the French toast bun. Oh. Was that from the first practice you came to? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was actually going to be my, my next question. So next time you're into Pally's Bar and Grill in Clyde, make sure you tell them the B-Side Boys from the West Moines Wombats sent you. Uh, I'm sure Raven and Brandy, they would appreciate that. And, they probably uh, won't know who that is at the moment, but we'll they know who the wombats are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell, tell Mr. Gray sent you. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Gray. Oh, man. So, yeah, our first ever interview, Javier Sanchez. Before we start, how you doing? 
I'm doing great, man. I uh, I'm excited to get uh, this going, and I'm just excited to be a wombat. Honestly, I've been waiting. I I was there. I well, I wasn't there, but I was on social media when the inception of this club came to be, and Mr. Gray put out all the info, and I'm like, sign me up. So that actually, that I had a different way I wanted to start this interview, but I'm just gonna roll with this. That's really interesting. Like from your point of view. From when this all started, February 2021, how did it spark your interest and why were you intrigued and why did you come to us? Like from your point of view, what, I mean, what was that process like? Um, I want to hear more about that. I, I've been around uh, the Des Moines RFC for a while, but I don't know, just, I don't know, I just wasn't like really... And this is not to like crap on anyone, but I don't know. I just wasn't really feeling it. Javi's already starting to beep. Our first interview, 30 seconds in, and Javi's starting stuff. Uh, but so, but no, it's just, I don't know. I just saw that it really was uh, Ridgeway, Andrew Ridgeway. I saw that he was was uh, starting it with you guys. And I'm like, I'm going to go play with my high school coach. I feel like that would just be like kind of like a, like a storybook type thing. But honestly, I just, I love, I love rugby. I've been uh, wanting to do it since uh, high school. I, I literally, this I literally started in middle school. I watched CRC's Kutztown and Cal in the final. And it just, and uh, at that time I went to uh, Adel, Adel DeSoto member in high school before I transferred to Valley. Uh, my uh, choir, the choir director there, I was a big choir kid. I was, I was in, I was, I loved the arts and uh, my choir, the choir director at the time, uh, Greg Wooden. I don't know if you guys. Yeah. He, did he play for Iowa State? Uh, he played for Des Moines, right? He, I think he played, it's, it's some uh, like, it was like, I think it was like a Christian university here in Iowa. I think I don't remember the name but he played in des moines for a while that mm -hmm. i saw I, I see his uh photo in there in the clubhouse no he really got me into it and i literally that entire time i, I was at Adele. i tried every way to get myself on the rugby team but my so mom, did but, they have a rugby team yes, when you were there did, yeah okay. they actually before i left they actually won the state title like i think it was like in 2015 2014 around there okay for the the class one A for the boys. Yeah, for, yeah, for class one A. Gotcha. Yeah, they won the state title. Uh, and the there was a lot of guys I knew that were on that team. I wanted to be a part of it. It looked like fun. You said and your that, mom didn't let you play? No, it's it's that same typical. It's looks so, mis weird misconception. With yeah, people. no, think it's exactly, more dangerous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you'd think that with less padding, it'd be more dangerous, but. We've tried to prove people wrong about that, but there's still those doubters, of course. But... Even with scientific data that's like, yeah. hey, if you don't have pads or a mask to protect you, you don't have that false sense of security. You're not going to rec recklessly throw your body at someone, mm -hmm. unless your name's Truck. Uh, <laughs> for the most part, right? You're going to use proper form because it's your face. You know, it's your neck. There's no protection. Right. You have to do it with proper form or you will get hurt. No, yeah. And that's where it's like one of those things where people, oh, there's no pads. Well, pads have a false sense of security. That's mm -hmm. why you see football players spearing oh, people yeah. because they think, oh, the helmet will save me. You're well, invincible. Yeah, it doesn't save you from your head getting pushed in on your spine when no, you spear someone. No. And in rugby, you can't hide behind that. So even with the data, yeah, there's still the doubters. They still don't get it so yeah so i had to go through that pretty much from eighth grade all the way to junior year where finally andrew widgeway 
again, coming in clutch and convincing my mom to let me play. Did, I, did Andrew have to come over to your house and talk to your mom about it? <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure it was a text message or email. Okay. But <laughs> shout out Andrew Ridgeway. Andrew Ridgeway, our coach too. Yeah, the, yeah. now the West Point Wombats coach. Yeah. You're going to play with him, but he's also going to be your coach. Again. again. <laughs> Some things never change, I guess. Right. Top but, gun from the top. But, no, so I've been involved with rugby uh, since I've been playing rugby since junior year of high school and I haven't looked back and I'm and again, I'm really excited to be a wombat. That's, it's awesome. Yeah. I think too, that's really interesting. Cause I remember that CRC that would have been on NBC. Yeah. 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 And, and it, and I think that proves too, like when rugby's on TV, like if we can get rugby on TV, not a lot of people know it, but man, does it catch your eye? Especially sevens. As much as like old school rugby, people are going to be like 15s is real rugby. Sevens, as much as some people don't like it, that's what gets people interested. That fast pace. Every seven minutes, there's a commercial break. You know, like it's just boom, boom, sprinting, sprinting. Another match. Boom, boom, boom. Another match. Boom, boom. And and you see names like Cal, Penn State, Notre Dame. I remember Michigan um, back in that tournament. That tournament was huge because... I'm pretty sure I Did remember Wisconsin go that too when they yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wisconsin, the, I actually I uh, since that that was a memorable tournament because it was my the first one I've ever watched and the, and the first one that really got me into rugby and I saw Clemson was there as well in that uh-huh. tournament. Did you do you remember seeing Wisconsin there? No. Right. So there, there were there were teams oh. like Temple, Clemson. Oh, because uh, Temple was the host. It was in Philly. Yeah. Yeah. So, but no, I do not remember uh, Badgers being there. So they were there because, funny story, that year I had graduated from the University of Northern Iowa and I became the head coach of you and I. Mm-hmm. And Phil, I was still playing. He yeah. was still playing. <laughs> he was my coach. <laughs> so we went up to Wisconsin, Wisconsin the Wisconsin Dells, to play oh. in this Wisconsin Dells. They built this new facility and we played in this tournament and I was coaching and Phil and DeAndre were on that team. There's a good photo of you yeah, offloading. Great tournament. Uh, we ran through our bracket. I remember first day, yeah. But day one, Saturday, we we whooped Northern Illinois. There's some other small schools there. We're just we're crushing it. Uh, that night, guys go out. They're having a good time. That's for the more explicit interview, maybe for another time. Right. Chris Aguero <laughs> might have taken my Buick LeSabre to an establishment. Well, bah, 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 whatever. Guys wake up. They're very tired. We play the Wisconsin Badgers and just get wrecked. <laughs> it was awful. I mean, we were crushing people the day before. That Wisconsin Badgers team beats us by like 50. Yeah. yeah, Wisconsin is a very good program. I remember uh, my freshman year, my like my first time being at Crimmins Field in Fort Dodge, we played Wisconsin, who are the defending Big Ten champs at the time, and absolutely destroyed them. I think the final score was like 73 to 5. Wow. Well, I mean, you think of like Wisconsin football. You yeah. think of like the no, type. That, it's like Iowa guys. No, you think the yeah. bodies they have, they have so many more established programs. Right. They get those athletes, those corn fed, thick athletes. Hey, football's not for me. I'll give rugby a go. And they just love it. They love it. And then and, you get guys like Nate Edgar. Yeah, Nate. <laughs> That was, that was Ohio, but yeah. But you never know. You know? <laughs> oh, so man. talk me through that too. So you go to Valley High School, Andrew Ridgeway, shout out Ridge. Uh, congratulations on the new baby. Uh, he gets you out for rugby. Mm-hmm. You finally get to do this. Yeah. And now your senior year happens. 
Mm-hmm. How do you end up at Iowa Central? It was actually uh, Brent actually recruited me my junior year of high school. Uh, he I, I sent him a friend request because at that time uh, my former roommate, West Des Moines rugby player Andrew Harada, shout out to the big guy, he was there, and um, I just I so I was like eh, maybe I'll send this guy a friend request. I sent Brent the friend request. He hopped on my page, apparently, saw that I love rugby. like, And literally, I was in a rugby craze in high school. Literally, all my Facebook posts were nothing but rugby. Mm. And I'm pretty sure that's how I first like saw you, was yeah. like, who is this kid who's constantly posting rugby stuff? Because... I like it. <laughs> no, yeah. So like, so he literally uh, he sent me a message on Messenger, and was like, "How you doing? Uh, you seem like you really love rugby. Um, have you ever thought about taking it to the next level?" And I'm like, "It's not something that I really put much thought into, but it would definitely be something I'm open to because mm-hmm. the opportunity to play more rugby is just awesome." And he's like, uh, "What do you want to study?" So we got into that whole basically recruiting spiel. He said. Uh, sign up for a visit and come up and take a tour. Took the tour, like I was. And I, that campus is so. It's it for it being a community college. It is a very well spread out campus, mm. and I just loved it. And I wasn't sold until we. I went to Crimmins Field and saw the pitch. It, and they. That's when they got the new scoreboard in. At that time, mm. I was sold. Like I. I want to do this. I want to play. I want to play rugby as long as I can. And I literally told them, uh, you are being very highly considered. I am 95% sure I want to come play here. And then in more in, than, and then after that, went home, the, played my junior season, going into senior year, midway through the season, I signed with Iowa Central. And I haven't looked back and uh, I was able to play against uh, the teams of Iowa State and much more and that was yeah that that was pretty much my entire uh, time at Iowa Central I just played rugby and uh, got into broadcasting so what would you say what was that thing that put you over the edge you said you were like 90 95 percent sure you were going to Iowa Central what was it that you're like yeah this is the school for me because it sounds like you know coach Nelson didn't just like recruit you like hey this is rugby he was like hey this is rugby plus Let's talk about that major. What what's next in life for yeah. Bobby? You know what what so what was that that pushed you like, hey, I'm going to Fort Dodge. That's my next step. I didn't want to work nine to five at high anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, so <laughs> so yeah, I just figured that maybe I'd want a chance to further myself in life and uh, just uh, get a degree and play some rugby. Really, yeah, yeah. and. Three years later, we're here. So, yeah, I owe a lot to Brent Nelson. He's been a, a huge impact in my life, more than anyone could imagine. He's He's been there with me through thick and thin during my times at Iowa Central, even though we've had our disagreements. Uh, I, I can probably say that we are very good friends at this point. So I'd say right now, you know, a lot of kids in the state of Iowa, because right now Iowa Central is the only varsity program in Iowa. Right. So what would you say to a kid who's on the fence about Iowa Central? Maybe Brent's reached out to him. Maybe they've reached out to him. What would you say, you know, what are they going to get if they choose Iowa Central? If you choose Iowa Central, you will probably get some of the best rugby and strength training uh, possible. Uh, They have very good staff there with Brent, uh, Joe Lippert, 
and uh, Hamish McCallion, and you will find you will improve in I feel like in every aspect that you want to if you choose Iowa Central. Uh, Miguel Secor, their uh, strength and conditioning coach, he's very good at what he does. And if you want to get some extra work in, he also has his own gym at his at his home. He'll put in the work with you. But if you do choose to go to Iowa Central, you will not regret it. But be prepared to run because <laughs> those uh, those boys. Oh man, they they run you they run you, but you will see the most out of all your efforts. Dude, I've known I've known quite a few guys that've gone to Iowa Central, and I've always heard of like some so-called like kind of like a hell week. Where it's like you have oh, to run. Yeah, I'm getting yeah. I'm getting bad flashbacks. The hill. Oh, he's shaking. He's got PTSD, <laughs> man. Come on. No, uh, the hill. That the hill. They, that's usually midway through Hell Week. That is probably the hardest conditioning you'll ever get. It's a it's a steep ass hill, and you do everything: bear crawls, back pedals, side shuffles. They they work you. They work uh, you. So yeah. All right. So with that being said, uh, even if I had eligibility left, I, that's where <laughs> I would draw the line and say, not for me, but also for a kid that, I mean, obviously that prepares you. That's one thing I noticed about your guys' pack was, you know, in the front row, you guys are fit. A lot of yeah. teams, especially in club rugby, you look at the front row and it's just, they're bigger guys. But the front row at Iowa Central, they're bigger guys who can move. They're yeah. bigger guys who can play for 80 minutes. A lot of times, hey, we have subs. All three of the front row are going to get subbed out. Not at Iowa Central, right? No, yeah. And not only is it just you run regularly in practice and in conditioning, but a lot of those guys really wanted to perfect their craft. They did their own work on their uh, own time, and you see it now. Uh, Lane Prusner, a former a former uh, Triton Pack member, yeah, front row. He's at Arkansas State yep. playing, and you have guys like Ladon Mathis, who uh, was a five, who was a who was a lock. He uh, he just recently signed with Lindenwood, and uh, Tavius Sakura Mathis from uh, from Cedar Rapids, Washington. Yep. He's now big MLR prospect. Yeah. yeah, he just signed with the American Raptors yeah. in Colorado. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. Paul Emmerich coaches there where they're taking crossover athletes. So that's cool. That's the first time I've noticed that they've taken, like, a rugby athlete. And, I mean, the American Raptors essentially is, like, a pipeline for – it's like a pool of players waiting to get signed by right. MLR. He's going to get signed by no, MLR. No, yeah, he is uh, – Tavius is big. He's tall. He's – yeah, I feel like he will fare very well in the MLR if he chooses to go that route. I saw him on the sideline. We had some matches at Bondurant a couple weeks ago. Yep. And I like looked behind me. I'm like, oh, man, that guy with long hair. That is a very tall, sturdy-looking fella. And then like three days later, I see like American Raptors. Shout out to Patrick Blossom and the program he's building over there in Cedar Rapids. They're sending some boys out of Central. Yeah. Oh, boys out of Central. Yeah. If, if, uh, if you do want to grow in rugby, Iowa Central is one of the – one of the programs I'd highly consider well, if, you, if you're choosing. And speaking of like growing stuff, I guess it might be a better question, I guess, for like Nelson or Lippert or something who's coaching, but like, what is like the amount of guys that you would typically see like go on to play like either like at another college, like after they transfer or potential MLR? Like, is it like a pretty good majority of the guys that'll end up going to like a four year university after they're done at Iowa Central and continue playing rugby? Or it varies. Yeah, it varies. Uh, you will have some guys uh, go on to four years, like Ladon. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, it it really varies on like what they really want to do. Mm. But yeah, I feel like for guys going wanting to go on to uh, four years or maybe even bigger, mm. I feel like you have like maybe a good like handful like as as far as I know like three to four guys like almost every year wanting to go. Yeah. It always seems like they have a little handful of guys that always go to like a Division One, yeah, like and scholarship you, and you see, program. You see, and like you see guys like uh, Pierre Wansbury, Philip Woodhouse, and uh, Gareth Sanders Cook. They're uh, all three of those are former Tritons. They're tearing it up at Life University right now. Uh, with, and guys like we, uh, Liam Becker, mm-hmm. he went to Life. Uh, you see, uh, Isaiah, he went to Lindenwood. Uh, Reese Smith. Also went to Lindenwood, so you got you are guys who want to go on to four-year universities are pretty spread out, and they have have been having a lot of success. Yeah, you go to a school like Lindenwood Life, you have a good shot to get oh, no, yeah, picked oh, yeah. up yeah. by MLRs. Yeah. So what you're telling me is, uh, future guests of the show, you can hook us up with some MLR guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like, hey, I was yeah. central. Hey, you know. I, yeah, I could probably cook some up. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, speaking of. You know, guys who go to Iowa Central, they have success. Uh, they move on to bigger and better things. Uh, Victor Wong, yeah. he played at Iowa Central. Yeah. Now he's with the West Moines Wombats. Uh, you think that could be a pipeline too? You know, you, I think a lot of guys, you go into college, a lot of people, they're looking for different things. It's, I got to get an education. I'm thinking about work. I'm also thinking about rugby. Uh, some people, you know, after college is over, uh, maybe NLR is not for them. And they could end up at a club like the Wombats. What do you What do you think about that? You think we could see some more Iowa Central Tritons join us uh, for our quest for a Division Three Iowa title? I, I there's some potential, but you got some names, you got some numbers <laughs> on the spot. Call one person out on the roster that should come play with us in the next three years. Jimmy Holler. Jimmy Holler. He's uh... see you here, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for if. Some if a few Tritons do decide they like in the Iowa if they live in the Iowa area I've, and uh, they see uh, the pack of Tritons that are on the Wombats I feel like they'd be uh, pretty more uh, levitated towards joining us so I'm I'm excited for uh, the future of this club future of rugby in general I feel like it's growing especially now that we as you guys mentioned earlier we have a World Cup bid and I feel like that's going to bring a lot of uh, publicity of uh, how America plays rugby and. And I'm and I'm excited to be in this lifetime to see it. I, I love the rise of rugby as MLR has been promoting this entire season, and it's it really is like rugby is growing in America, and it's it's awesome. Like I love it. Yeah, I think those hashtags I on that podcast with late to the breakdown, Adam Hughes. You know, I talked about the grow the game hashtag and how it can be annoying, and and I do like how MLR is like the rise of rugby. It really is one of those things you can feel it happening rugby is one of those sports where you can take skills from so many other sports and so many athletes who hey when your basketball football wrestling careers are done there's i mean you think about it how many football players and wrestlers and basketball players when they are done playing in college their career is over other than like oh, pick up games at the y right you know rugby you can keep it going and at a high level right i mean there there is a need for players of these high athletic abilities, you know, we're, we're going to see more and more of it. And then if people go, Hey, I have a shot. The kids who are 16 to 20 right now who go, Hey, nine years from now, I can make a world cup team. Right. You know, there, there's some potential of seeing an influx of talent and athlete athleticism 
coming to rugby. And I think, like you said, that's exciting. It's exciting to see, to be here at the ground level of like, all right, nine years. What are we going to look back nine years from now and go, huh, never saw this coming. What's your prediction? What is the landscape of rugby going to look like nine years from now? Nine years from now, I feel like we, I feel like the Eagles have a shot. Like, I feel like if we can build up our. Not only to get out of pool play, but you're saying a shot at a World Cup in nine years. Let's start with pool play. <laughs> Make it out of the pool play. That's that's number one. Yeah, I feel like if, if if we have enough guys who are committed to uh, rugby and trying to make a better Eagles team than what we've uh, seen from like 2019, I feel like we could make it out. Of, I feel like we'd have a good chance to make it out of pool play, and then a few years down the road, maybe a World Cup title. Yeah, and I mean that's no shot to the former USA teams. I mean those guys no. are great people. They're great players. I think the thing for a lot of people I, I is feel like rug, I feel like rugby in America at that time was a little bit underdeveloped. Well, and guys don't touch a rugby ball until yeah, they're in their mid twenties. Like, yes, yeah. New Zealand, like they're that. born holding a rugby ball. No, yes. Yeah. Do you guys have guys? You guys have like eight-year-old monsters playing rugby in South Africa, New Zealand, Fiji, all that, all, and all that. Like you guys have, you have, you're playing, you're being put up against guys with more experience than you do. And I feel like that's what it really comes down to in those games is just like the experience and just how long you've been playing, really. Because how old are you, Hubby? Uh, 21. I'll be almost, I'll be 31 by the time the World, World Cup, Cup gets here. I was trying to do the math there. Yeah. Uh, that means you'd be, I mean, do we start a new series on YouTube? Hobby to the 2031 <laughs> USA Eagles. <laughs> Training starts I'm tomorrow. Training starts tomorrow. Development stage. I'm Javier Sanchez, and this is my journey to the rugby world. <laughs> this is my journey. It's like MTV Made. You remember that show? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you watch that show? Do you remember that? Wait, what show? That was before your time. I'm yeah. sorry. MTV. They are 21. Oh, MTV. They used to play music back then. I, I, yeah. Did you ever remember MTV when they played music? Yeah, just like music no, videos. Yeah. No, Do you know what a music video is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just want to make sure. You know, that's that's a thing I've noticed. It's like we, we keep doing rugby stuff, and I'm like, oh, like still in my brain, I still think like I'm new to rugby because like when I joined, it was in college. Everybody knew about rugby except me, and I always had this mindset. I was always playing catch up, and then now it's been – 12 years and I, I still feel like I'm new to rugby. And then I realized, Oh my God, people weren't even like playing. Like, I mean, 12 years ago, mm-hmm. you were nine years old. Yeah. Did I do that's that a weird thought. 12 years ago. Yeah. Eh, I'd say you're pretty close. Yeah. So that's kind of weird to think like, man, you know, so um, I want to get back though to Iowa central. Cause I, I just think when I think of the national landscape of rugby, Mm-hmm. Iowa Central is so fascinating. It's mm-hmm. it's been a hot button issue for a lot of different like rugby pundits of like they're a two year school, so they didn't get to go to the CRCs a few years ago because uh, they only allowed four year schools. Right. They <clears throat> couldn't find a home in a conference because it's like you're a varsity program, but we're a two year school. The turnover rate. So I, I follow you know Coach Nelson and try to listen to some things, but I mean you were there with him day in day out. Um, I want to hear more about him. You know what? What's your favorite story of Brent? My favorite story of Brent, the Lizzie yes. Gobbler. The, that would <laughs> that, probably that, be dude, no, that post that little uh, commemorative like post you had for your farewell to Iowa Central, like in 
to him was had me cracking up. A, a mentor, I mean, like, a really mentor nice coach, glizzy gobbler, street okay. ball god. <laughs> Let's friend. start. Okay, time out. Let's start with that. The glizzy gobbler story. So <laughs> it was a, it was a, honestly, that was a thing. So every road trip we take to like Minnesota, Lindenwood, play, just when we go on the road, we always pack, um, we always make sure we have enough like hoagies and <laughs> hot dogs. Okay. And uh, I, for like two weeks, was on a stint of being called a hoagie hammer. Cause I, no, dude, like last minute you're hungry, get a hoagie, dude. It, it, and it was just. Do you joke. just eat a hoagie by like just the bread, or did you? No, put, no. Like I, oh. I put. I, I my go-to condiment on hoagies is mayo. So what? So, what else you put on it? Mayo. It just like the just the meat, cheese, the sandwich, and then I just like. But I mean, what kind of meat? What kind of cheese? We got like it's like turkey, ham. We gotta, let's say we got a meat expert here. Yeah, I mean, are we talking like <laughs> capicola? We talking. Prosciutto, we like what? What are we talking here? And you know, some gabagool, some cold cuts, gabba, like, some gabba you know, we put some hot spicy muffaletta. You know, I mean, what, no, what are we it's, doing it's, here? It's just uh, some jardinera. <laughs> I mean, that's how you step up your hoagie game. Like you're, like you're over here, like yeah, I had turkey and mayo on a hoagie. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was uh, the hoagie. All right, that was our interview with Javi. Uh, first part of the interview. Second part is going to come out in our second episode. I think that went really well. How do you feel about Javi so far? Yeah, no, I, I thought the interview went really well. Got to learn some new things about Javi. Uh, it was very well done. Um, and yeah, Just I'm excited. Pat yourself on the back, Phil. Well, I didn't ask the majority of the questions, Mr. Gray. <laughs> but uh, no, it was all good. Um, I'm excited for Javi to be with us on the B side, boys. I think he's going to bring a lot to the table. It's going to be it's going to be a good little show that we're going to put together. Yeah, I'm excited to have him in. I'm excited to have him on the Wombats too. You know, we get into his goals as a player, as a person. Uh, he just kind of fits in with what our mission is all about, and we get into that in episode two. Uh, we learn more about Coach Nelson. And more the, than we probably need to. <laughs> yeah, and the Glizzies. Uh, you know, we get into some of the the shenanigans at Iowa Central on those road trips. Uh, it, it's a fun, it's a fun part two. Make sure you check that out on Thursday. Uh, we'll also talk about Iowa Select side, Iowa State played in the national collegiate tournament on the Peacock Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about summer plans. A lot of good stuff coming up. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, if you have anybody that you would like to, you know, see on our podcast or listen to on our podcast that you would think would be pretty interesting for us to talk to. You know, you should get a hold of Mr. Gray, Javier, myself, and we can try to get a hold of them and see if they would like to come on and just share their rugby experiences with us and for all of our listeners. And yeah, just kind of see how that all goes. Yeah, interact with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, on the West Des Moines Wombats. Yeah. Send us a message, whatever you want to see, hear more of. Uh, any level, high school, mm. college, club, men's, women's. We yeah, just USA we, Eagles. Sure, we'll talk to them. Sure, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, pros. Uh, no, we we just want to have conversation around rugby. So we love rugby. We want to share stories. We want to create a community here that's already here, uh, and just you know, hang out, have some fun. Uh, yeah, and so that's it for episode one. Bill, I'm happy. I'm happy. You know, fresh legs, B side boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that third half. You know, 
always ready to go. <laughs> All right. For the B-Side Boys, I'm Mr. Gray. And I'm Philly V. And we will see you next time.